Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix It Radio. All right, good morning. You're listening to Fix It Radio. This is Dennis Brewster, and I've got Jeff Kitty here with me, and i got Marianne Smith with Homes. How do you say it? Home Smith. Home Smith Realty, right? Yeah, and so we're going to be talking about. Um, I just lost my computer here. Hit the wrong button. We're going to be talking about the real estate, so that'll be good today. And John right now is off today, so I'm filling in. I'll be your host. And so, I, if you have any questions, please give us a call three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. We do repeat the show on Tuesdays at two o'clock, so you can hear it again if you miss something. But if you have any questions about real estate, give us a call, 303-477-5600. So I'm going to jump right in, Marianne. How long have you been doing selling? I've known you for over 20 years, and you sold my son a house, and you're helping me right now with buying a second home. And then, um, I don't know, I've turned a lot of people over to you. We're in, uh, she lives in Parker area, and she was in our leads group. We've, we've been in the same leads group for over, gosh. 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, that's where we first met. So, um, go ahead. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. I have been in the real estate business since 1995, and so 27 years. I'm yeah. going into my 28th year. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you served in the military. You were in the Air Force. I did. I and was in the Air Force for 10 years. Yeah. I worked on B-52 and KC-135 aircraft. And then I went into a career field called Manpower, where we did a lot of statistical analysis and worked um, with determining manning and things like that. Right. And then your daughter's right now is in the Air Force. Yeah, she's yeah. in the Air Force. She just commissioned. She's a flight nurse and doing yeah. really well. Been in about 13 years. Well, yeah. thank you for your service yeah. and for your, for your daughters. So... Um, I just met with her actually this week because we're, we're thinking about trying to get a second home, you know, um, just to rent and, and maybe something that we can downsize to later on. We're still trying to figure all those details out. And, and we met with her and she, she, you asked me a lot of questions about what we want and what we, you know, it wasn't just like, okay, let's just go look for a house. And, and, and that doesn't work that way anymore either. You don't, you don't just... Like, I remember when we were buying our first house, we jumped in a car and drove around with somebody in an area that we liked. Mm-hmm. And, and that was weird, you know, in a way. So now it's different. You sent me a listing, where to go, and everything else. But, um, yeah, so one of the questions I have I, that comes up right away is, what are the current inventory levels? Where, where do you think you see them? So they are still below what... We had during the, what I'd call the hot time. So before summer 2021, 2022, before summer of 2022, we had a lot of, well, we had a lot of people looking for properties and people were willing to put their homes on the market because of how quickly homes were selling. And so we had, it was hard for 
some because the inventory was still a little bit low, and now it's still low. So with with everything that's going on, um, people are still a little reluctant to put their homes on the market, and with interest rates, buyers are not as eager to go out and look for a home. Right. I noticed the homes that seem to be on the market longer. Yeah, I was looking at that the other day, and, you know, even into the 40, 45 days, yeah. especially if the home was not priced correctly. Do you see that happening a lot? I Prices? do. I do. Um, people are still wanting to get what the what was being the homes that were sold and closed during that hot time where the market was pushing the prices up. Um, those are, it's kind of like funny money. They're not, those aren't real true prices. So right. if they're trying to get that, they're going to end up with price reductions. Yeah. I noticed a couple of the homes in our neighborhood, when they sold, they sold under the price they were asking for. Right. Yeah. And that's because they're trying to get that higher price which really was not a true comparable. They need to go back to the price that homes were before they were inflated. Yeah. Do you see it changing a little bit more when we get into the new, you know, this coming up season? Do you see prices dropping a little bit more even? Or where do you see it going in the future here? So you have to be careful when you talk about prices dropping. Uh-huh. Again, it's the prices are dropping because people didn't price their homes correctly. Yeah. They priced it trying to get that higher amount that the homes are sold for when the market, market was hot. Right. That Those numbers are not true. No. They, so it, it's not really, it's a price correction. Uh-huh. It's not a price drop. It's where people then understand that they have to price a home correctly versus trying to get the higher price and if a home is priced correctly then they will be more likely to sell the home at that price versus having to do price reductions so if an appraiser comes in and appraises the house he's using he or she is using some of the market that the houses sold in that neighborhood right in this like size uh house aren't they do they do that and then they price the house out what it should be but aren't they using a sale a sold price or yeah so they do use the solds um but at the same time they understand the market change yeah so so that would be a fair price if they come up with an an appraisal and say this is what the house should be sold for or whatever or what it's worth yeah yeah so chances are it'll appraise fine as long as they're within that price range yeah. But again, they have to be able to get the price, and then yeah. the appraiser comes in. So chances are they're not going to get a higher price than what was sold previously. Yeah, and I did hear that um, people sold their house. When they're selling their house, people came in and made bigger offers and stuff like that, and cash gave them more cash and stuff. I can imagine those people now are in problems, you know, because we do. We hear about foreclosures now, right? Are they really that much higher than normal? In the floor closures, or are they even lower than normal? So for a while there, there were no foreclosures. Really? Um, we had nothing on the list. And now I weekly, the properties that are 
in foreclosure have a notice of election in demand, um, those properties are part of the public records and many of the title companies are sending us a list of homes that have gone into foreclosure uh-huh. are in foreclosure once a notice of election and demand has been put out there they are in foreclosure and once they actually miss 30 days they're late 30 days they're in foreclosure wow so yeah my list um I don't know how many are here, but it looks like I've got almost two pages from the latest list that came out. Wow. All counties. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've got all counties. I've got almost all cities. And so these people, they can cure their foreclosure. Yep. They can come in and pay the what they're short and have it taken out of foreclosure. But we don't know who will have that and who won't. And they're not all just the new homes. Right. You know. Well, I know I, I live over in what they kind of classify as the highlands. Mm. Uh, we're over on the Lakeside Mountain View area. And my son's looking for a house. And we've looked at some real pooches. Yeah. And they want, I mean, they're wanting just astronomical money for them. And, you know, you walk, you walk into the place. It's got like 60s cabinets. Um, Needs a lot of updates. Well, some somebody's trying to flip it. Yeah. And I think they've gotten in trouble because they bought when the market was still hot. Yeah. And now they're trying to flip it for what they've what they've got to get out of it yeah and it i don't see it happening from what i from what i can see that's on the market but uh uh there's just been from what i can see there's just there's a lot of don't take this wrong but there seems to be a lot of realtors that are really desperate to make that sale and they uh it's it's been interesting let me just put it that way so I, I, not that you're that kind of realtor, but no. you know, it's funny because I did hear of a lot of people that went into real estate when this all started happening. When this, everybody was selling their houses for a lot of money. The people thought, oh, I can make a lot of money selling houses. I'm going to go sell houses. You know, I knew a few people that started buying houses too. That, yeah. like you say, they're I don't I don't know where they're. Could they be in trouble now because they're going to flip a house? Yeah, they could be. Yeah. So let me just mention, too, there are real estate agents and realtors. There is a difference. Mm -hmm. A real estate agent does not belong to a board, to the National Association of Realtors, or the um, state. Mm -hmm. So I belong to NAR, CAR, and my local uh, real estate board we have a code of ethics that we follow a real estate agent they call them a licensee they do not have to follow the same code of ethics that we do so when you're dealing with a real estate agent it's very important to ask them are you a realtor or are you a licensee Mm -hmm. because we are 
we are the person who is advocating for them. Mm-hmm. And if you're a realtor, y- you are going to abide by your code of uh, ethics. Code of ethics. Code of ethics. Yeah. Sure. So that makes a lot more sense. So um, one question I want to jump in is how important is curb appeal when listing your home? Oh, my gosh. Curb appeal is that is the first thing people look at. Right. Is when they're when we're driving up to the house, what does the outside look like? What does the neighborhood look like? Um, I have a kind of a funny story about that. Um, back before we had pictures in the multi-list, the MLS, I pulled up a property and had it on my our showing for the day. We pulled up, and in front it had this sign that said talking house, so you're supposed to call in and um, get more information about the house. But the exterior color and the exterior color of the, it was mostly the gutters were like a really off color. And my client said, oh, we don't want to even look at that one. Oh, really? So we didn't. Yeah. So we went out the next weekend. I pulled properties again. This house kept meeting all their criteria. And so I had it on the list again, not having photos. I didn't realize it was that I had already tried to show it. So we pulled up there again. And they're like, no, we don't want to see this house. I said, oh, come on. Let's just go in. We're here. We went in, and they fell in love with the inside of the house. And I got a concession for the paint for the gutters. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they never even changed it. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. But it is it is important because, you know, sometimes when we're driving around and we look at a house, we go, well, that house would look good. But then the shrubs are all covering the windows. Right. Or, you know, it's crazy what people like or just let go. You know, a tree could be in the middle of the yard and you can't even see the house, you know, or the front door and stuff. And it's like something that I don't like. Right. So... You have to, uh, part of my job is to educate the client. Yeah. And as we're going out and looking, there are things that they can change. Right. They can change the shrubbery. They can change just the appearance outside, the paint. You know, they can do a lot of changes. So to help them envision that to make it their own home is important. But, yeah, if somebody's putting their house on the market and they think, oh, I can get whatever. I'll get $100,000 over and they have not maintained their house. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So they need to have some pride of ownership even when they go to sell their house. So when I walk through the home with them, I talk to them about the shrubs yeah. and the interior and we work on getting their house ready to sell. Even when things were hot, I pride myself in having my clients have their house ready to show and show well. Yeah, you sent me some listings to look at and stuff. And Pam and I were going through looking at them. And they show the interiors of the house and the exterior. And in some of them, I'm like, really, you're, this is your staging? You know, so does my home need to be staged when selling? To it, a point, probably. It, it needs to be cleaned up. 
Yeah. It, you can't. Sh- You're trying to be you nice. Shouldn't, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You shouldn't show your home the yeah. way you live in it. Right. You mm-hmm. need to put things away, start packing, you're moving. Yeah. Pack your things and then we can rearrange if we need to. Maybe you like to live with your house with your couch in one place, but it really doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. We're going to have to move your couch so it does work. Right. And don't be upset about it. Just move your couch. We're going to be on the market hopefully maybe a month. Right. 45 days, hopefully. Then you can go back to living the way you want. Once we're under contract, still keep it. Yeah. You know, we did that at our house uh, when we first sold our first one. Um, what we did is we took a lot of the stuff out. If we had like a couch and a love seat, we took the love seat out. Just left the couch. We took pictures off the walls. Yeah. Certain pictures off the walls. Um, we took bookcases out that we didn't need, that they didn't need to see, and tried to make it thinner you know or exactly. less clutter right. and stuff and we put that stuff away and then what happened when people came in and we lived in a place that all the homes were the same model it was hoffman heights and they were all the same well the people across the street wanted to come in and see our house they came in and they said your house is actually bigger yeah and we we made the you know we painted it a light uh you know like an antique white or something we put bigger bulbs in and made it brighter and stuff and it was amazing. And everybody came in, thought that we our house was bigger square footage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's the same as yours. But I didn't say nothing to them. I just let it be. Right. And, and, you know, that really helped. Plus, then when I was able to move, it was easier to move. There wasn't a lot of stuff. You already right. moved out half the stuff. Right. You know, so that was kind of good, too. Yeah. yeah. So, like, for the interior, when I'm walking through the house, bathroom lights. People, yeah. they don't, you're living in the house. You don't realize it. The tops of the light bulbs or get dirty. dirty. Yeah. So vents. I, yeah. Vents. Yeah. But for brightening up the house, clean the light bulbs. Yeah. Or sometimes people take light bulbs out because they want to save the electricity. Sure. For the 45 days you're on the market, have light bulbs all the same, the same color, clean. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important. Right now, we got Joe hanging on the line. Um yeah, go ahead, Joe. What's up? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, one, just a, 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 an observation on what's happened to the real estate market here in New Jersey, and then two, a question of whether or not a, a generator adds value to the host. But first, uh, we moved from Colorado to New Jersey in October of 2020, and um, I had set up one of these. Uh, like you go on Zillow, you can set up an alert. You can draw a circle. You know, we had about a 10-mile diameter cir- radius circle, and we had a we had four bedrooms, you know, and you would get these alerts from Zillow that, hey, this house just came on the market and met your criteria. Well, in October of 2020, there were usually 14 or 15 homes on the market that met our criteria in that 10-mile radius circle, but uh, they never stayed on the market for more than 48 hours. I had a fortune. I had a brother-in-law who was a realtor and a sister-in-law here, and we couldn't even think about jumping on a plane to look at a home because by the time we would get here, it would be gone. I remember so you saying that. We, yeah. Yeah. We literally had to buy a house sight on scene based upon um, the assessment of my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law who would, would go over and look at them. And every house was going for more than asking price. Now I never canceled that Zillow alert. And I used to get these alerts like once a day. I now get an alert like twice a month 
Um, there are only between two and three homes on the market. They're staying on the market eight to 12 weeks. And I've yet to see one that hasn't had a price reduction, um, oh. you know, of those two, two or three. Um, so that's how dramatically, you know, you went from 14 or 15 active listings getting sold within 48 hours to two or three homes that are staying on the market eight to 12 and getting getting reduced. That that's what's happened here in New Jersey. I don't know if it's been that dramatic in, in Colorado, but that's I the, think it is. State yeah, of, yeah. Um, so you know, that's, so I, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, you're breaking the up. Question is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Can Can you hear me now? Yeah. Am I better? Yeah. Right. Yes. My other question is uh, for your uh, realtor. Uh, you know, we spent about ten, twelve thousand to put in a whole home generator, which, by the way, uh, kicked on the other day. For uh, we lost power about oh five o'clock at night. It didn't come back on until two in the morning in freezing weather. Uh, does a whole home generator? Do you get anything extra if your home has a home, home when you go to sell? If you have a whole home house generator? Well, let Let me do this. We have to go to a break. Can you hold on, Joe? And then, sure, and we'll sure take can. that question right after the break. And I'll give Marianne a little bit of time to think about it. (laughs) So with that, we're going to go to a break. You're listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298-191, and rates subject to change. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. 
With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we're back. You're listening to Fix It Radio, and we had Joe on the line. Still there. Joe? I'm still here. Yep. Still and you, here. You go ahead and repeat your question. Well, the, the question was, um, you know, if you spend money to put a whole home, a whole house home generator in, what's the likelihood you're going to recover that um, sunk cost if and when you ever go to sell your house? So, Joe, I think it's going to really depend upon where you live as to where whether it's going to whether you're going to recoup that money. Um, New Jersey may be different than, say, Denver, Colorado, where we are. In Denver, I don't see, if any, um, generators. Even though we have a lot of people on acreage, they're not, if they have a generator, it may be a portable one that they can take Mm -hmm. with them. So um, for our market here, I don't see it as a... A selling benefit um, as much as just a personal preference to someone who lives maybe further out away from the city. If you're uh, 50 plus miles out of the city, maybe that would mean something more to you. But we don't have a lot of power outages in the Denver metro area. Well, and I, I think it also depends on the buyer. Yeah, what he because are. that might be one of their criteria. So, um, well, and if you're if you're out in the rural area and you're on a well, if you got no power, you got no water. So I think that might make a difference there too. Yeah, but some like in my neighborhood, a lot of us what we do is we just um, fill some jugs of water and just have them sitting around in case we no. do lose power. Yeah, and it depends I, on the on the yeah what the guys what whoever what are they using their house for? Exactly. If they're like Jeff when we were off on the radio when we were on break. He was saying that some people do it for work. They stay at the house. They work out of their house. So maybe they do need all that, you know, and stuff. So right. it, it really depends on that. But I don't know if people actually look for it because if they don't have it, they'll probably put it in. But I don't know if it's going to raise the price of the house or no. give you a benefit. Okay. I don't yeah. think so. Right. Not in our market anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, one more thought, by the way, on insurance, because I know you ran an insurance commercial. You know, if if house prices are coming down, if you insure for purchase price versus replacement cost, I think you can have situations now where the cost to rebuild exceeds what you paid. So you want to make sure on your insurance policy you're insured for replacement costs because, you know, the price of lumber is still, it's not as high as it was, but it's still way, way higher. So yeah. if you're buying at a discount, if you're buying at a discount, you want to make sure your policy is priced for replacement costs, not for sale price. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think people I, really need to look at meeting with their insurance agent at least once a year and... I know I did, and I'm glad I did, but I had a neighbor that their house burned down uh, just after Thanksgiving, and he went to find out. They came out, and they did a bid on it, you know, to rebuild it, and he's $200,000 short on building it. Right. And so right. He, he says, yeah, we just never thought of going back through and re-talk, talking about it. We just kind of let it go, and and prices went up, and people didn't do it. They didn't look at what their insurance is. Oh, I'm fine. I'll pay it's nothing's going to happen, and I'll bet you back in Superior they're sitting there fighting that oh, too yeah. a lot. So because we yeah, had that big yeah, fire going again, through Superior. Again, you might buy a house for three fifty, um, you know, and then the house burns down, and of course of that three fifty, maybe fifty thousand is the lot price. Yeah. So you know, you may buy a house for three fifty, and then find out it's going to cost four hundred to rebuild it. So right, uh, make sure make sure you got coverage for replacement costs, not just for what you paid for it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Good call, Joe. All right, guys. That's all I got. Well, thanks. Have a good week. All right. Were we going to say something or no? Well, I was, I was going to say, who does? It's going to be a maybe a bad question, but who does the roller work for? Do does a realtor work for the people that are buying the property, or do they work for the people who are selling the property? Well, it, I think if she is asked to sell the house, then she's working for the seller. Okay. We have buyer agency, seller agency, or transaction broker. So if I'm on a listing and I'm working with a seller, I'm going to work as a seller's agent. Okay. If I'm working with a buyer... I my company policy says I'll work with them as a buyer's agent. Okay. But if I happen to sell the house, if I have the listing and I have the buyer, then I become a transaction broker. Okay. And I'm working the transaction and I've explained that to my buyer and my seller even before we get to that point. Okay. Yeah. Good. How about um how close do I need to be on a price when selling the when listing it? How close do I need to be um, if I'm listing my house? How close? Yeah. How close do I need to be on price when listing? Um, should buyers have visited expectations, and do you help set them? So, in other words, you know, if in that market, and like if you came out to my house and you look at it and you say, in this neighborhood, I think this should be the price, and I should be real close to that price, right? Right. So, ideally, and I don't know how their agents do it, but for me, I would pull the comparables uh-huh. for the neighborhood as and find the homes that are as close to your home as possible, and then sit down with you and compare the differences between your house and their that other house. Yeah. 
and that'll give you either more value or less value. For instance, this is an easy one, two-car garage versus a one-car garage. If you have a two-car garage, your home is more superior that way than the one-car garage. So the one-car garage, you would take a dollar amount off, uh-huh. okay? An appraiser does the same thing. If you have a kitchen remodel and your neighbor doesn't have a kitchen remodel, you will probably get a higher price for your home on the sale. But a lot of it has to do with the market. Yeah. You know, so if you're not, you have to be understanding where the market is. And right now, with the market a little slower, just because you have a two-car garage and a remodeled kitchen, you still have to be closer to the the price your house if you are your house is going to sell mm-hmm. if not sure you're going to have a price reduction right so you can't you have to be realistic in what your expectations are to sell the house yeah. and listen to your agent because the agents out there seeing what's going on in the market and be willing to adjust your thought process for the sale. Do you see more people right now wanting to buy a house that are moving um, out of state because of jobs or they're just moving around inside Denver just to move to a different area? So over the last couple of years, I can tell you my clients, every single, (laughs) yeah, the homes that I was listing, um, three-fourths of them moved out of state. Wow. And the others moved, one moved from Denver to Colorado Springs, and the other moved from more of a typical move from one house to a little bigger house. Yeah. But I've had people want to move region, and so the move up was less than the moving out of state. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. People, but I also had some of my clients come back to Denver because their kids were here. So during the pandemic, yeah. if they were able to work from home, they were able to move back so that they could be closer to family. Mm-hmm. So the move out typically was to be closer to family, and the move back was to be closer to family. Seems like if we moved out of state and then tried to come back, it'd be harder because the prices are so high here in Colorado. It depends upon where you go. Yeah. So a lot of... Um, a lot of people were moving to less expensive areas, but again, if that might be because of where their family was. Yeah, yeah. Do you see a lot of baby boomers uh, downsizing um, right now, or older people downsizing, I should say? So right now, probably not as many baby boomers moving down. Um Again, with the market slowing, people stay in their homes and do a little updating. But this would be a good time. They've got lots of equity in their homes. So if they're not afraid of the market, actually, if they are ready to make the move and can use that equity to go into their new home, this would be a great time to do it. Because, because of how much equity they have. And even if they 
take a loan and we can't get maybe a seller concession, let's say they have to be able to buy down their loan, they could buy down the interest rate if they needed to. Wow. But they may find that it's because of what they're putting down against the new home, maybe they're okay with that and just waiting until until the rates come down and then refinancing. So it's kind of a personal preference on the baby boomers, I think. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like their situation. You were telling us that um, we were looking at a second and you said we had to be without over 50 miles away from our origin, our home now, right? In order to make it, how's that work? Another home? A or second home. A second home. So I'm not a lender. So let me just tell you that, that there are rules that the lenders have. Uh-huh. And typically what I've heard is that you have to be 50 miles from your primary residence to have a second home and to be able to get the second home interest rate. Otherwise, you're an investor, and the investor is going to be at a, it's different a different rate. program. Yeah, and possibly a, t- a 20% down for an owner-occupied versus an investor who may need to put 25% down. Mm-hmm. So it, those are lender questions and which is why I've asked you to actually go see a yeah, lender and right. talk with them. Right. Because I can't answer all those questions. I can just tell you that those are questions you need to ask them. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, let me see. Do I want to get another question? No, we're, let's go ahead and take a break. Right now, you're listening to Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. 
Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and, in most cases, an indoor shop to perform the calibrations. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913% the third, and the remaining years at 6.913% with an APR of 6.985%. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, 511 the second, 262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take aim. 720-895-0500. Three to one buy downs available up to 95% loan to value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV. 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Okay, we're back. And if you have any questions, we got Marianne here, our realtor, and she's talking to us about things. And if you have any questions, please give us a call, 303-477-5600. I got Larry back there. He'll pick up your phone call, and, and you can ask the question, and he can write it down and bring it into us, or you can just stay online and or on the phone and and talk. We'd rather have you talk because I bet you the question you have is something someone else wants to ask, and they're afraid to call in too. So any question is good. There's no stupid question. Everything's a good question. So give us a call three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. We got three lines open. You're listening to Fix It Radio, and one of the questions I was going to ask before we went. Um, we were talking off air, so you had a better question for me. And I can't remember what it was because <laughs> 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 we talked so much about it. But um, You were asking about the 3-1 buy-down? Yeah, yeah. Am, if I'm selling, do I need to make plans for a 3-2-1 three. loan and helping with the buy-down? So, yes. Right now, seller concessions are a big consideration. So... When, for me, if I was doing a net sheet for you, I would calculate in seller concessions. Uh-huh. And the seller concessions then can be used by the buyer's lender, how they see fit. So it might be with a buy-down, and it may just be with reducing the interest rate. But that's up to the buyer, not okay. up to us. They'll take the concession mm-hmm. and use it the way they need to. Sometimes it's for the closing costs, too. But I am seeing much higher concessions now than I did back 
two years ago. Sure. When we had no concessions. No concessions. Yeah. yeah. I know people who bought houses before they even seen them. The neighbor across the street, their house went up for the house went up for sale. They said they bought it online or through the phone or I don't know how they did it, but within um, two hours after it went up, and they paid more for it than anybody else would have. And and then when they got in there and they're like, oh, oh no, the deck needs to be replaced because it's all, it's it's rotted out and everything else. It looked good on on the on the pictures, you know, that they saw or whatever. And and now they now they're big, they haven't they've lived there like six years now and they or no not six years they 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 I don't know how long they lived there but they still haven't done the deck and they were asking me about it would you be willing to help us with this deck and I'm like I'm <laughs> retired <laughs> retired or re, you know mentally ill I don't know it's either one if I help you I'm going to be mentally ill yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah so you got to really be careful with that you so, know yeah um. I'm an advocate for having the inspections. Yes. Um, it sounds like maybe they didn't do the inspection. I think they. a lot of people bought them without inspections, which, and, which is a big no-no. And, and what we've talked about here, um, we, we, su- we suggest that you do inspections before you sell the house yourself. If you're the seller, do an inspection. And then when the next guy comes in, you can say, you know, this is what my inspector said and saw, and I fixed those things. So that's a good thing to do, I think. But um, now that inspections are being done again, <laughs> what's the common problem you see? So roofs are one of the things that when I'm walking through a property, I can't see the roof. Mm-hmm. Right. I might be able to see it a little bit from the ground, see if there's curling shingles and things yeah. like that. But I can't see if there's enough hail damage that would warrant a roof replacement those things i can't see so that's very important the other thing that you can't see is a sewer line Mm -hmm. yeah sewer lines um, are very expensive to repair so if you are buying a home i highly i always highly recommend that you have a sewer scope so that you know what's going on and even if it's a new home I recommend having a sewer scope because I have had new builds that have had sewer line issues in the basement Mm -hmm. under the concrete that have had to be repaired and a year and a half old home that had an offset at the house. So there was um, bentonite. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Lots of bentonite. The uh, driveway was cracked and things like that. So when we did the sewer scope, the sewer line was actually offset from the house to the to the main. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because my mother-in-law, we were selling her house, remember? Uh, Louise's house. And when we were selling her house, she'd been in it 57 years. And she kept saying that she's having sewer problems and stuff. So we, she had a guy come in and do it. And then he said, we need to replace the sewer lines. Mm-hmm. And that, that it's, oh, my gosh, it's terrible. You need to fix this right away. So what we did is we paid for the scope. They wanted another 150 bucks, I think, to do the scope. I can't remember. It's been a couple of years ago. So we did the scope, and everything was clear all the way through. And he goes, well, you know, I'm like, I called the manager of the company, and I said, why, why did this happen? Why are you telling us we need to replace the sewer? But it, we show it all the way out to the main line, and we can see it all running. We can see the main line running and everything. We can see the scope all the way through. 
Oh, I don't know. Because he was telling us we had to replace it even after the scope. And yeah. we didn't see it. And he goes, well, that's because it's an older house. And yeah. you should probably replace it. Yeah. I go, but it isn't broke. And my theory is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know? So I'm glad we did that. And then when the homeowners came in, they said we were told by a, that uh, there was a sewer problem here and that the lines were plugged. And I'm like, I don't know how he got that information. I don't know how they got that information. And, and then we showed them the scopes because we had all that. That was Louise's. They weren't going to give it to her. You know, she's 90 years old. They weren't going to give it to her. I said, yeah, you are. You know, we're going to keep that, you know. So send it to me. And so they sent it to me. And then we were able to show the new owners. Yeah. Yeah. And they were comfortable with that, buying that house because of that. So I had one in Aurora last year. And the buyer said the sewer line needed to be replaced. We had three different plumbers or plumbing companies or sewer line repair companies come out. One wanted to do a pipe burst through the entire sewer line for like $20,000. We called, um, then my client called a plumber and that specializes in repairs. What it was under the under the concrete in the family room, there was a deteriorated pipe, mm-hmm. and that had to be replaced. That had to be replaced. It was yeah. rusted through. Mm-hmm. So once that was repaired, the rest of the line was fine. There was um, roots at the main, but we even called the city and had them provide the camera. They're like, and the city said, no, the main is fine. There were just some roots there, so they were cleaned out. Um, but one of the companies wanted to, like I said, replace the whole line. Right. One wanted to do a per- pipe burst, and then we finally got the company that did it correctly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's just a beware. Yeah. You know, make sure that you get it done and stuff like that. I know we've we put one, one my son put, a contract that you put in there pending inspection and appraisal. Yeah. Because we felt that the house might have been just a little bit on the high side. Um, and uh, they, well, it's it's been inspected. And it's, no, we've been down this road before. We want electrical. We want, you know, yeah. the sewer inspected and all that. And we're willing to pay for it just yeah. to make sure that everything's okay. Yeah. But... Some of the houses I've been looking at, I mean, the electrical is definitely an issue. An issue. Yeah. Uh, you see updated kitchen and everything else, but they did nothing to the electrical. Yeah. In there, and it, it in the '60s and '50s, the houses that we're looking at, the the codes were a lot different. Yeah. So if you go to fix that, there's going to be a code upgrade. Well, code upgrade, and depending on how much you have to fix, yeah, you might end up rewiring the whole house. Right, right, because some of the wire back then was needs to be replaced. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. right. The Romax and things like that. Yeah. Um, also, in the '70s, they had a lot of aluminum yes. wiring. Yeah. So th- that can be remedied with having an electrician come in and do the pigtails or whatever at the 
electrical outlet at the outlet. Um, But there again, you need to have an electrician come in and do that. And I've had those homes, I had the buyer for those homes and then asked to have an an electrician take care of that. Yeah, yeah, because you got to be careful with that. So um, what about commissions? Do you see commissions changing in the future? And if so, into what? Because some homes are doubled what they were when the 5% to 7% sales commissions were established. Is it time for the industry to reevaluate or or not? So we can't talk. Yeah, it's a really tough question because we can't talk about commissions. We're not supposed to publish commissions, things like that. Yeah. Um, The commission is negotiable. Yeah. It's always negotiable. But what people have to understand is who is their agent and what are they doing for you? Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. going with a discount broker, a discount broker has to sell a lot more houses than an agent who is going to be vested in you vested in you sure. for your home. So do you want somebody where you have to go through and talk with a bunch of different people in that office because they work differently than you do um or do you want maybe you do maybe you like working that way um but the the commission is if you take your car to an automotive shop for instance Mm -hmm. what's the difference between paying one auto repair shop who has a higher labor rate labor rate than another one the things they offer the things they offer you know like free rentals and you know different things like that what's the warranty you know what kind of parts they use in there's a lot of things that throw those up what kind of technicians do they have are they qualified are they good yeah there's a lot of things that happen and you know like when i'm listening to you i know i know you you go into the house and you walk through the house and say, this is what you should do. This is what we need to do. You know, this is what I would do. You know, you need to do this. We need to have this inspection done. You need to get rid of this. Don't have these here. You know, you're going through and working with them for quite a while before you just say, I'm just going to put your house on the market. Here you go. Bye. Right. And yeah. I'm going to educate as I go through. Yeah. So there are a lot of agents like me and then there's the others. The others that I <laughs> yeah. can't talk to how they work. Yeah. I, it's not fair for me to say that. Um, I just can say how I work. Um, so, and what we are told as far as commissions are negotiable. Yeah. But you need to be comfortable with your agent. And if you like the way the agent's working with you, then great. Yeah. If you like, and if the it's it's very complicated. It is. I know that you can, you know, like with you, people can call, um, pe- you would give people other, um, what do you call it? You know, like if I sold, a, if you sold my house, they can call me and I can say how. References. Pre- oh, references. references. Yeah. 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 Wow. That was a. Certainly. I lost that Senior thought. moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very much so. But you could do that too. But I also know that you have a lot of customers that come back to you and you oh, resell yeah. their houses and move them again and again and again. So right. that's, that says a lot when you have people yeah. come back. So yeah. here I'm working currently with the granddaughter of one of my first clients. 
So I worked with her grandmother over 20 years ago. And then grandma had me work with her daughter and her son. And her daughter's actually bought and sold and bought and sold a few times. And now I'm working with her daughter, so three generations. And it was really cool because when Lisa called me, she said, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm supposed to call you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. the family's comfortable with me working with. Yeah. Well, and that, I think it was the same way with us as when we were in business. We yeah. had families that we did work for. Right, and all the way through. Yeah, and then you the know. kids would be picking up and stuff like right. that. Right. Yeah. So. Right. I work by referral, so it's yeah. it's been the best. Yeah. yeah. You know, I want my people to be happy and I want them to refer me. Yeah. yeah. And I've known you for over 20 years, so I trust you and I know you sold my son's house and stuff. So, and and then I've sent people to you. Um try to send a lot to you. So, um we're coming up on the end. So, Marianne, I really want to thank you for for coming down here and and getting on here and talking to us about all this stuff. I know it's not easy to get on the radio and just say it, but you do and that's because you believe what you do. If you can give out your information. And sure. I love your tagline, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm Marianne Smith, Homesmith Real Estate, unlocking the, ho- uh, the home of your dreams, your family's dreams, and your friends' dreams. I assist buyers and sellers anywhere in the metro Denver area and about 50 miles everywhere outside of Denver. Give your phone number. Marianne Smith, 303-915-0287. Thank you so much. And that's Fix It Radio. You got Drive Radio coming up next. And you can listen to this repeat again on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.